so Parks and Rec. I think I might have seen maybe one episode of that. Uh, you're missing out. Yeah. Do you like The Office? Dude, love The Office. Oh, you got to watch it. It's a new generation of The Office. Isn't it the same writer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Office number one, Parks and Rec number two. Schitt's Creek is in there, though, too. But it's Dude, not Schitt's the same, Creek not is the same hilarious. kind of show. <laughs> See, yeah, Schitt's Creek, I probably watched a good maybe six or seven episodes. And I loved it. It was funny, but I don't know how I felt. Dude, I am notorious for this. I will start a show. I will watch maybe the first season, and then I fall off the bandwagon. For instance, I started Mad Men probably back in 2011, and I just finished it like last year. It's like six seasons? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So like I if I'm bored I'll turn it on, but I'm not like an avid TV watcher. Oh man. If my wife but, and I turn that on, it's a binge. Is it? If there's four seasons, we're watching it in a weekend. Yeah. Oh man. Well I'm I we can, don't have I kids. can't you don't have kids, <laughs> well, exactly. There's no way I'm doing we, that. We still now that Jax is sleeping, um we I mean he's some nights are better than others, but now that we have him asleep um by like seven thirty We've we've gotten some TV time in, so that's been good. But it's not like he's up running around being a Terry either. Right. right. No, no, no. I mean, he goes to bed at seven, and we've we've caught up. Like we're waiting on episodes to come out now. So we're we had a a, a big range of episodes waiting, and now we've caught them. So uh, my guilty pleasure TV show. It's not even a show. Of South Park. Dude, well, yeah. I mean, you've been watching that since high school. You can't, oh you can't get away from it. It's like so 20 bad. years, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't get away from it. And it's still, it's just funny how they make fun of the social yeah. <laughs> environment. Yeah. If y'all haven't recognized the voices yet, we've got the dynamic duo couple, <laughs> Dan Stahl and his wife, Allison Stahl. That's never been introduced that way. <laughs> I figured that's why I was going to do it that way. I like it though. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've actually told people I'm Allison's wife before by mistake. <laughs> no, no, yeah. But yeah, Netflix, dude. Isn't it crazy how that's become like, okay, so like in the clinic when I'm uh, treating patients and, you know, you, you're talking to them and you're talking for like an hour straight or whatever, that's like a topic of conversation. So like what show are you watching right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't a topic of conversation 10 years ago. You're right. Because we were all watching like the same like three or four or whatever came on Fox, ABC or CBS, right? Yeah. Or like MTV maybe. 2020 has changed us. I, I would say we've definitely watched more TV since 2020, um, you know. Also helped us, I mean, made us chill out a lot more, helped us get pregnant. So, I mean, <laughs> there you go. There's some Woo! good. Some I'll good, tell you what, there some, are some spicy shows out there that will spice Oh, I'm not saying that's how. I would say <laughs> when Shoot. we got pregnant, we were probably watching, like, Shit's Creek at that time. I mean, I can tell you. I know exactly what you're watching. Uh. <laughs> but I'm just saying, at the time that was, I don't know. Oh, that you was, mean the time frame? Yeah. Pa- frame. Pause. Pause. Yeah. There's this. There's. I'm trying to remember. Uh, um, Outlander. Oh, All yeah. I have to do is put an episode on that on, and we're good that night. <laughs> I never seen, I've never seen that. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> Write it down. Anyways, so, Allison, you have been on the show before. Yes. In fact, I think you were, like, one of our original people on the show. Like, yep. maybe episode two or three or something like that. Yep, that was a long... I remember it being Father's Day, but it would have been... Yeah, 20, so that would have been spring of 2020, so yep. right when the you pandemic and Bell, hit. yep. Yeah. the hosts. The electric... CrossFit Greer. Yeah, what did we call you? The, the electric, electric Spark City, Club? Electric City Spark Plug. That's right. So, a lot has happened <laughs> yes. since then. Yep, a lot has. Yeah, so since then, you guys have 
kind of uprooted from Anderson. You guys mm-hmm. have moved to Greenville. You guys, at the time, you were talking about getting pregnant. Or I'm sorry, yeah. not even that. You were talking about adoption. Adoption, yes. Yep. We were like about to, I mean, yeah. On the yeah, yeah, I mean, we were we were just wait. We were in the process to where you wait to a certain point to get in a, basically it's like a line to get into a room. And once you're in that room, you're just waiting to be matched. And we were in the room. So, like, it could have happened at any moment. And uh, it just... You know, we got breath. Crazy. Then something didn't feel right, and I was like, I just don't feel like myself. Um, I did a couple competitions and was like, I like, why do I feel this way? Trying to compete, and then it turns out I was pregnant. So, so what's interesting? I remember you telling me this. Uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, you said that the thing that obviously you were feeling off a little bit, but mm-hmm. another thing that caught your eye was your whoop scores. Correct. Yes. Talk oh, about yeah. that. So. Uh, hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And if I go back and look, like, pretty much right when I would have gotten pregnant, my like resting heart rate went up a good bit, and then my um, HRV tanked, like it went it went down. So, um, and honestly, that's back, you know, when COVID, um, people were getting COVID, but it wasn't like now where I feel like, hey, if you haven't had COVID, you've, you're probably it's like everybody has COVID. Um, sure. So back in the day when it was like, oh gosh, you know, I don't want to get that, and. Um, I thought maybe I just had COVID. I was just very tired. And I remember it was like the week before crash crucible the first year it was mm-hmm. cru- yeah, crucible. Um, I mm-hmm. was just working out. Colin and I did, we practiced the workout, that long chipper that had the run at the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? Zach, that work or that competition? Did you do crash with the, with the GHD muscle yeah. ups and wall balls? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. So I think our version was like dumbbell snatch, GHD running, ring muscle ups. Anyways, we were practicing that, and I was like, "Yeah, something does not feel right." Um, and then turns out I took a pregnancy test. I really thought I had COVID though, honestly. And then, um, yeah, I was pregnant. So super happy about it. She she calls me, at, and this was I was still at the hospital and. And the job at the hospital I was never by myself. I was either in the OR or I was in a, you know, doing something. She calls me and she goes, are you by yourself? Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. And she's like, well, I'm pregnant. I'm like, <laughs> why up. did you ask me if I was by myself? <laughs> and I was like, surprise. What do you mean? Yeah. And she says, I took a test. I was like, take another one. And by the time I got home, I think she'd taken like four. Yeah. And there was just, you know, sticks he everywhere. Even know I was going to take one. I literally, yeah, no. you know, I'd been at the gym coaching, working out, coaching, some more and I would go by Publix every now and then and get like at that time I was craving animal crackers that was like my thing I would go to Publix and I was like I just need some animal crackers and some broccoli I was like well (laughs) while I'm here I might as well get a pregnancy test I remember seeing a lady that I know who was like on the aisle and I didn't want her to see me getting one for some I guess for some reason (laughs) just to ask a bunch of questions you know and um so I waited and talked to her and then got it and then Col- actually did Colin was my partner in that competition, so he was probably the first one to know. Besides, I mean, obviously Daniel. So I was like, the next day I was like, hey, like I'm very new pregnant, but I'm I'm pregnant. So just so you know, that's insane. Crazy yeah. crazy so did timing. you did you have any inkling that she was like? Had you guys had this discussion? I think I'm pregnant. No, well, you should take a no, test. no. I mean, so you had no clue until no, that phone call. I didn't even know she had a pregnancy test in the house. I I mean. You know, we wanted to be pregnant. Yeah, you know, we were praying about that and really wanted it. But I, I think with adoption, we had just stopped worrying about it and stopped talking about it. You know, and so it just mm-hmm. wasn't like I think most of our attention and my attention was like on the adoption process. Yeah. And so when she called, I was I think I was like, 
what? Like, what are you talking about? And and the funny thing is, is we knew it was going to be a few weeks before we told our, our family back in Georgia. And so we were like, all right, we're only going to tell a few people. Because what we didn't want to happen is our family find out through another party. Right. Which would have been, that would have been difficult anyway. But, you know, I think we we end up telling so many people. <laughs> <laughs> at, at Crash, or now, like, certain people that I guess I barely even knew who they were, like, at Crash, they would come up, they told me, they're like, yeah, Daniel told me you were pregnant back then. And I was like, I was like six weeks or seven weeks pregnant. So. I probably told people that we can, that, that we don't even know each other. Like, just. By the way, my wife's pregnant. <laughs> no, they look at you like, she, cool. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. only, you know, my wife, the local celebrity here. She's oh pregnant gosh. and she's competing. Oh, she's a badass. Oh. But like, just to your point, I've heard that so many times, even on like different podcasts and friends. The mm-hmm. moment you stop focusing so much on it, it happens, yeah. and you're like, here, yeah. here you go. Here's yep. your present. Yep. So. So all that to say, we are not. We ended up not adopting the agency that we were going through with our adoption. There in our contract, you have to put it on hold. So when Jax is a year old, which will be this June, we can pick right back up where we left off. So it's definitely something that we've talked about. Um, but now that we've like had him, I don't. It's hard. It, the well, first yeah. year is hard. Yeah. Well, no, I mean we want more. We want more. Yeah. But now that we've had him. We would still love being. We're gonna have to just pray about it when it hits yeah. a year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, it's there's something about him looking like her and acting like you know whining like me, but looking like you know it, it takes after you know you you've got two kids. Yeah, I mean, when it's your kid, right. it's completely different. And that's the thing. People are like, oh, I've got nieces and nephews. You know, I'm so used to kids. Maybe they even live with them or something like that. But like, you don't understand until it's like your kid, right? And, and I mean, not that I could adopt a kid wouldn't be our kid, but like yeah. when I I've told the story to a few people when I hold Jax, because he he does look like me, mm-hmm. and I hold him and I'm like, this is and I, I had a great family, I had good parents growing up, but I I look at him like this is my second chance, right? I get to like raise a kid with my wife, teach him things, teach him where I screwed up, help him be better, hopefully. And it, it means more because, you know, you saw your pregnant wife and then you brought him home from the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's a cool thing. It's really neat. It is really cool. Yeah. I want to talk a lot more about parenting, but I have a question for you guys real quick. I was thinking I'll, about, I'll sit that one out. I was, <laughs> see, your dog parent. You never, know, you never know. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this today. Before I drove back out here for the podcast, I was brushing my teeth. Perfect. And I was thinking to myself, there's... When you buy a fresh new tube of toothpaste, right, there's two things you can do. You can either, A, be smart about it and start pushing it from the bottom of the toothpaste and kind of make its way up. It might be a slower process at the beginning to get it on your toothbrush. Or, B, you can be that person who just starts squeezing from the top, and in, like, two weeks, you know, the top is completely gone, and you're trying to, like, get all the stuff from the bottom to the top. And I was thinking about it. I was like... Okay, my wife is definitely the person who's squeezing it from the top. Like, it's a constant battle. I'm like, why do you keep squeezing it from the top? This is so annoying, you know, right? So I got to know, like, who, which one of you guys is squeezing it from the top and who's squeezing it from the bottom? I think we're both top. Are you guys, you guys are all, everybody's in a hurry, right? Well, (laughs) you should should ask everybody this, by the way. It's very interesting, right? I'm top but then two weeks later i'll get frustrated and be like why did i not 
push up from the bottom. Right. Now I'm trying to go from the bottom. Exactly. So you're like what? Every time. You're 30. How old are you? 34. 34. Yeah. So for 34. So for 30 years, basically, since a four-year-old, since you start brushing your teeth on your own, we've known in two weeks you're going to be pissed off. Right. If you don't start pushing from the bottom. Mm-hmm. But we do it anyways. Right. Do you go from the top? I don't anymore. Hmm. Okay. I've been going from the bottom for okay. a couple years but now. But Laura goes from the yes, top. Yes. Okay. It's a, it's a topic. Your exact top? Isn't it funny like when you're married and there's stupid things like that that like... But you can't be mad at her. She's the sweetest. <laughs> That's what everybody I says. I went to a concert with her, and she was so proud of your shirt. She was like, "I'm wearing David's shirt right now." And she was proud of that shirt. <laughs> yeah, she. That was. I'm. Um, that was a fun night. Me and the boys. That was good. But yeah, it's funny how like little things like that can get on each other's nerves when you're married, especially like after that year of bliss, right? And then you, these little things start popping up. So if it's not the toothpaste for you guys, I need y'all to tell me one thing. Because you guys seem pretty perfect too. No, but I know there's one thing that she does that completely you don't, you don't rocks say? your world. Yeah. It's similar to what you ask. Yeah, and oh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's it's such a dumb thing. And I know she, no, I probably do dumb. ten more things than she does the tops. Yes, I, she never screws tops back on all the way. So whether it's <laughs> peanut butter, her Nalgene, like the first year of marriage, she would have her. She always takes a Nalgene and to bed and puts it on her bedside table, but she would knock it off at night, you know, just reaching for it. Sure. Then it would spill. <laughs> and then the peanut butter jar, the, the lid's always like, you know. It looks like it's sideways. on, but it's not. Well, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's, she just sits it back on there and does like one turn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the other day I was like, you know, gripe water. Mm-hmm. The other day she had the gripe water like that. So I picked the gripe water up. If you don't know what gripe water is, it's something you give kids to help with like gas and stuff. But I slung it everywhere. <laughs> right, because he grabbed it from the top? Yeah. No, I grabbed like I just picked it up. <laughs> oh, and, just, and this <laughs> top came off. But what he doesn't know is that I didn't put the top on because I'm holding Jack's in one oh, arm, no. taking the syringe, putting it in there, trying to get the gripe water. I but still that's such an innocent thing. Like I'm sure whatever I do to her is probably 100 times worse. So you go. <laughs> um, no, he's pretty perfect. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, I would say just... Tupperware? Yeah, I mean, that's one thing. But I was going to say he's more of like that annoying... I don't want to call you... I'm not calling you my little brother because you're my my husband. Oh, <laughs> but he just annoys... Like, he just, like, will get tell in bed. Him, tell, tell him what I He'll, like, lick my face. Like, <laughs> like, but it's not like... It's not him trying to be, like, sexy. Like, it's like, just... It's just the aggravator. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. I'll, I'll hold her down. He'll like, hold me down and tickle. Like, he'll just... Yeah, so... I'll bite her. Oh, uh, yeah. y'all are cute. <laughs> uh, and what you guys does. don't know right now is they're also sharing a microphone, we so they're are. right up in each other's face. We are, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, man. What about you, Zach? Oh. You, Casey's perfect, though. Casey, I I will tell you this. I went through Casey withdrawals after Wadapalooza because me and her spent so much time together that weekend. No offense. Oh. And... <laughs> <laughs> but she's a sweet girl. I she's really enjoyed her. Straight arrow. Yeah, she is, man. So when we first started living together, I was really particular about how I loaded the dishwasher. And as we've grown together, I just don't care anymore. But I used to have like the silverware all lined up and hers would just be like, I'm like, but when she cooks, she cleans up immediately. Yeah. I don't. And I know for a fact, if I was to sit here and say that, or like you asked that question to her, she'd be like, he doesn't clean up after himself after yeah. he cooks. Yeah, that's what my wife would say about me. It's funny when you bring up the dishwasher. Um, one of the things that I tried to do to impress my in-laws when I first met Laura was 
I would try to help clean up after dinner at their house. So I would like gather the dishes, rinse them off, put them in the dishwasher. Five minutes later, after everything's cleaned up, I'd come back in the kitchen and her dad would be unloading the whole thing, oh, <laughs> loading no. it up the way that he wants it. <laughs> Oh, he, he, Without fail, he let, he let you leave. That's yeah. right, he did. He he's a southern gentleman yeah. for sure. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> All right, I know what it is. I just thought about it. What Casey does, she's gonna laugh. If she's like cooking stuff and putting stuff in the trash can, she will fill it to the absolute brim. And instead of taking it out, she'll just put it back in the, our little cupboard and wait for Aww. me to get there. <laughs> yeah. And then she'd be like, "But you're just better at it." And I'm yeah. like, "You can't say that. I'm better <laughs> at taking the trash out." It's a compliment. <laughs> It's a compliment. So now that's our running joke. Anytime I'm like, hey, can you do this? She's like, well, I'm like, well, you're just better at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So, want, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. We got to know yours. Yeah, we're not skipping you. Well, that was the, like, the toothpaste thing was oh, one of those things. Okay, okay. Yeah, for sure. Like she, that it's been a constant battle since we got married. Um, I'm like, why? It's it, honestly, it's stupid. It's like one of the most frustrating things after like two weeks when you're like in a hurry like damn it there's yeah. no toothpaste i gotta like get it from like the you, top uh, i'm like sometimes it's like screw it because i'm also that guy amazon has saved me right because i have toothpaste on automatic delivery every Jeez. month right you. so like i never run out so there's always another tube there mm-hmm. i mean there's certain things that air filters for the house oh, don't, mm. every three months i get new air filters delivered so automatically because then you have the reminder to do it. It, it i don't i don't even get a reminder it just does it Right. right. So I have it on like a monthly thing. Oh, that's smart. Monthly subscription, right? Yeah. So there's certain things. Air filters, toothpaste, um, soap, like body soap. Right. Yeah. I use Dr. Squatch. I get it from Amazon because I have Squatch. the Amazon Prime card. See, these are dads. The dad, what, what do you call them? Um, yeah, dad dad hacks. hacks. Dad hacks. That's right. Need to write a book. Dan dad hacks. hacks. <laughs> so like, just to like, I've had to learn that when you're juggling so many different things, you got to use technology to help you out. Right. So, but yes, the toothpaste thing drives me nuts. It's always has from the very beginning. Um, another thing, oh, something weird about us. The very first week we got married, I got home from work and we got married kind of later. I was 28, she was 27. So it's kind of stuck in my ways a little bit as far as laundry. So I'm a little bit of a, uh, what's the word? Um, I like my, I like, I like clothes. Mm -hmm. I like clothes. I just like clothes. Mm -hmm. I worked in uh, retail for a long time in high school and college. So I'm very particular about how my laundry is done. Anyways, I get in the house from work and the laundry machine is going or the washing machine. I'm like, oh, did you do my laundry? She's like, yeah, I got your laundry. No worries, babe. I'm like, oh, awesome. All right. I've never had anybody do my laundry because that was like a thing at our house growing up. Our 10-year-old birthday, my mom taught us how to do our own laundry. So I'd been doing my own laundry since I was like 10. And uh, so I was like, all right, well, she's like, yeah, I put the other load in the dryer. I was like, oh, what did you put in the dryer? And she's like, oh, just everything that was in your laundry basket. I was like, no. So I pulled it out and like there was a like two of my favorite things were shrunk. And so like I said it like on the the nicest way possible. I was like, you know, babe, I I really enjoy doing laundry. I'm just, I think from here on out, I'll do my laundry and you do your laundry. And for the last almost eight years, that's how it's been. I do my laundry. That's how we that's do how it. We she do does it. her laundry. You guys do, do that too? You yeah, guys do except the- mine goes up within like a couple of days and his. <laughs> I don't mind washing it. I hate putting it up. Yeah. So it's it'll just, just throw it on a bed. Ba- and a basket up. liver. Yeah. Right. Until, right. until a guest comes over and I need to put it away. Sounds familiar. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. And I just, uh, 
just started offering to do the boys' laundry too, which has been another okay. dad hack. Okay. I haven't had to watch as much Outlander lately. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I get it. Wow. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I, I see how it. I brought it all yes. back. Right. Yeah, you got like that, right? right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So we, like I said, we had Allison on before. Dan, you're the first time you've been on, like at competitions and stuff. But tell us your version of how y'all met originally. The, yeah. So we, when we were in college, which I'm a little older than her, it took me a while to get out of school. <clears throat> we had uh, we had mutual friends, and I think when I first so my best friend even to this day, um, uh, a guy named Matt and his brother Michael, we all played in a band together. We mixed, you know, we were always playing music together in a band or whatever. And so Michael was dating Allison, right when we met. And Michael, I mean, I grew up with Michael. Um, I didn't know Allison until we got in college. And I was dating a girl. And, you know, shortly after I kind of met them and Allison, they broke up. And I was like, I like this Allison girl, but I got a girlfriend. <laughs> so I think I even caught, like I was, this girl I was dating was very, she was delicate heart. Like she had tender heart. And uh, I was so nervous about breaking up with her. So I actually asked Allison to like befriend her. So when we broke up, she wow. would have her, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> you remember this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, so you knew this was going down. You knew Dan liked you? No, but we were good friends. Like, we, right. we like, meshed well together, I feel like. And, and so anyway, I broke up with this girl, and then we were just, we'd go to the pool with a lot of friends. We'd hang out. We'd go to some concerts. And then I asked her out, but we were both going on mission trips, and you might have to step in and correct me. Wait, but you were broken up with your girlfriend. Right, yeah. Okay. We broke up, and we were hanging out, yeah. yeah. And so she was going to Peru, and no, I, I went, was I went to Mexico. Mexico, yeah. She did. She's been to Peru too, and I was going to Dominican. And we were like, "Oh, right, when we get back, we'll we'll go on some dates and dates and see what happens." And so we get back, and I'm pumped, right? I'm excited. I got the restaurant booked, I got everything ready. And she tells me the day of, she basically like, "I don't ever want to be married. I don't want to have a boyfriend." I think we still went to dinner that night, but it was like a like a like cheap Mexican restaurant or something. A consolation prize. And, yeah, yeah. I still pay for dinner, <laughs> and so I was pretty bummed out. And so we. Tell them why it wasn't. I just didn't want. No, to, I mean you was, had. I wanted to like yeah. You talk. I mean yeah. You tell. I don't. I mean I don't know. Well, why. I just I, after this mission trip, I was you know thought that I had been you know changed, and I wanted to like I said I wanted to wear long dresses and be a missionary and like just live in Mexico. And I was like, you go ahead. Um, yeah. And so I just like ignored her. Like I didn't give her any time. And so she would like come back around and want to hang out. And I was like, no, I don't want to hang out with you. And uh, and I didn't mean, I mean, I just didn't want to hang out with her. I just wanted to date her. It was all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And so like she wanted, after a little bit of time, she wanted to be more. And I just kept saying, no, I don't, you know, I, I told her no. And then you might have to step in because you have better memory. Yeah, Eventually we like. hard to get. Right, it worked, man. <laughs> and then let me tell you the worst. This is the worst thing, and I came back from it. She, at one point, it was probably after she told me the first time she didn't want to date, she told me, she said, I just look at you like a brother. Whoa, those <laughs> oh, words hurt. No. And I was pissed. I was so mad at her. I was like, mm. And so, uh, anyway, we, we started hanging out again after I kind of told her no for a while. And after a little bit of time, um, we just, I think we, I think our first date was a Braves game. It was a Braves game, yeah. Went to a Braves game back when they were at Turner Field. And then <laughs> in my like 
you know, just my missionary stage, we made peanut butter sandwiches. And remember after the Braves yeah, it game? Fun. It, it was, was a lot of fun. fun. After the Braves game, we walked around downtown Atlanta, which now is a 34-year-old adult. Right, and I'm, I'm like, like looking around, like, I got a knife in my pocket and just, yeah. she wanted like, she was like, let's just stay out there all night. And I'm like, babe, we gotta, we, listen. <laughs> we made these sandwiches and we, were, we fed like, you know, because there's, homeless people everywhere so we um we went to the braves game and then we had all these sandwiches and walked around and met people and fed them sandwiches we thankfully we were still alive today and we were fine and this was in south georgia and it didn't take long for me to know i wanted i wanted to marry this girl and she wanted to live in anderson she'd grown up coming to anderson she had some family here so um i worked as hard as i can to get a job in anderson and it worked out and how many years have y'all been married now 10 yeah. Ten plus. Dang. May will be eleven. Mm-hmm. So, that's crazy. It is. Yep. See, but you grew up in Georgia. Yeah. So I grew up in Savannah, Georgia. Right. Um, and then he grew up in Statesboro. That's so, ho- that's. Like, I mean, or Statesboro area. So that's like, funny to me that you grew up in Savannah, which is like this awesome destination, but oh, you want to live no. in Anderson, South yes. Carolina. <laughs> but it's like one of those things with like even Miami. We we're just down there. Everyone yeah, like for us, we're like to visit. We're like, wow, this is a cool city. Yes. And like, yeah, but you don't live here. And I'll be yeah. We even went to Savannah finally to celebrate Christmas um, this past week or last weekend, <clears> just because we were we like I had COVID, then he had COVID, then Jacks had COVID. Like within three weeks and. Then we went to Miami, and so or I went to Miami, and so we finally went to Savannah. And I remember even telling him like, "This is like the first time that I think I, I like kind of like Savannah and can like tolerate. Like if we had to move to Savannah, it wouldn't be into the world, but it's just not somewhere that I want to live. I guess being there eighteen years, so I hear you. We actually got married in Savannah, me and Laura did. Uh, yeah, I heard we that did. the other day because yeah. I re-listened to Colin and Kane's podcast, and I found that out. Oh, and yeah. I also found out me and Kate had the same birthday. So oh, there you go. I didn't pick either. You guys, been, those you guys where, been? Where in Savannah did y'all get married? Oh yeah, so we got married on the Isle of Palms. Yeah. In like this little white church that her okay. uncle goes to, and then the reception was on River Street, yeah. but I can't remember like the venue name. Okay, cool. But but River was, Street, that's awesome. Yeah. River Street's nice. It was fun, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun because. You know, I'm from Michigan. She's from Elberton, Georgia. And we were like, all right, if we have all these people traveling into Georgia, Elberton's, you know, fun, but like, we're not going to have our wedding in Elberton. Like, we're going to make it a little bit more of a destination for people coming in from out of state. Yeah. So we decided on Savannah and um, she has family there. So it worked out really good. That's cool. Yeah. We got married in the middle of the mountains. That's cool. Yeah. Where? Which ones? Boone. Boom. So, okay, cool. cool. Yeah. So the house we were in was like if you walked out the front door, you were in Tennessee. And if you walked out the back door, you were in North Carolina. That's cool. So did you get married in that? Like, which license? The state license or like a state certificate? So we needed a North. So I think the way it was broken down. So where we had the reception was actually North Carolina. So our marriage license was for North okay. Carolina. But it was an old, um, this old couple, he was a pilot. And it was basically a grass runway, and they turned their hangar into a venue. Oh, that's cool. And they cool. had a bunch of rooms and stuff in it. That's awesome. All right, so CrossFit. You guys get married. You move to Anderson. Remind us, Allison, were you the one who originally found CrossFit, or was it Dan? Honestly, it was Daniel. Um, He was actually going to start – even like a year before I did, um, when I was going to the YMCA and I was fully bought in there um, and doing a lot of running, and he came home and said he wanted to do it. But then I think the price was kind of a, 
you know, a game changer. And then um, finally we were both like, hey, we needed like a change in like our workout regimen. And we were friends with, I think I told y'all last time, um, Kelly and Jason Wilson, who if you're in Anderson, you probably know who they are. Um, and Kelly was actually like the CrossFit kids um, coach at Electric City. Um, but I was good friends with them just through church. And so we, um, they kind of like sucked us into it. And so, yeah, that was 2013. Yeah. Gosh, it's been so long. Okay. So I remember when we had you on originally, we kind of talked in depth and guys, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It's really great. But we kind of talked in depth about some of the body images that you had, body image problems that you had or issues with yourself that you had back then. For sure, yeah. Um, So guys, go back and listen to that. But Dan, my question for you is while she was going through all that, how did did you respond to to what was going on? Well, if you you didn't know Allison pre-CrossFit, she was a runner. And so she wanted to be, uh, you know, thin and tiny. And I think she, and I know she told you, she's just, that's not her build. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean... I thought she was, I've always thought she was good looking, no matter, you know, even back then, and she looks even better now, so yeah, I was over here like, what's, I wish I looked like, I mean, you know, you look great, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And so, but I think for her, and probably for a lot of girls in, in general, it's it's not about how they look, it's just about how they feel how they look, and I think that's why CrossFit's so beneficial for girls, because I think, you know, life tells girls to be tiny and thin, and and you know, we're, they're built to be strong and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's important. And, um, and so I think CrossFit allows girls to kind of realize that and live in it. And, you know, it's cool to see strong girls. Yeah. And so as she's, you know, transitioned from the runner trying to be tiny all the time to the girl who wants to lift more, like it, it, it does look sexy. It does look good. And I think that's true for any girl. They, because it gives you, it gives them more self-confidence, which always looks good on anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, she's always been good looking though. So. It's it's a weird dynamic because I like you said it's so good for these girls to get involved with this, but it just shows like how good strong looks. But it's like our bodies are capable of a lot of different things, and there for a long time the methodology was like men get big and strong, women you know stay right. there. Like their bodies were designed the same way. Obviously, we can't carry children, but in terms of like strength and what we're capable of, that's huge. And now the, as a society, we're understanding that CrossFit's kind of taken over as the main sport that a lot of people are paying attention to. Well, you understand the hard work it takes to look like that. Mm. And there's so much appreciation for that side of things as well. Like, wow, they look great. They work their ass off for that. Like good for them. Yeah. And to not be ashamed of that. I think, you know, and this is something that I still struggle with from time to time is, you know, how like, you know, how much do I put myself out there and everything. But in the past, it was like, hey, I need to be kind of like taking a step back. I didn't want to put myself out there very much. Um, and CrossFit's really taught me to like, oh, sorry, was I even speaking? I was speaking. Okay, cool. okay. Um, but CrossFit's definitely <clears throat> taught me to like, hey, like I'm I'm here to take up space. Like I'm here for a reason and I'm here, um, like, you know, I have a purpose. And um, so, yeah, so it's helped me with that for sure. So definitely yeah. the way that like I feel like God has gifted me, I've been able to like, use CrossFit to like, you know, help others and proclaim that. Yeah. So all, all four of us are kind of like in this bubble called CrossFit, right? We feel like everybody knows about CrossFit, right? But if we step outside of these walls right here, nobody out there really will know what CrossFit is. Do you think like, Allison, you coach a lot of different females, right? Yeah. In CrossFit and even some outside of CrossFit. Mm -hmm. 
Um, do you feel like that's become more of a mainstream for what women think now? Like a lot of women do want to become stronger. Do you still feel like mainstream USA is looking at skinny, thin for sure, uh, yeah. body image? I think it's a battle for sure. So I think, you know, it's like you'll have this girl who says like, hey, like, you know, I see your muscles. Like I want to be like that. But then they start they get into like a, a weightlifting program or a strength-based program and then they'll kind of go back and forth of like, okay, so I want that, but now media tells me I should be this way, so I'm going to go back to this thing. Or somebody made this comment to me that didn't sit right with me, so now I want to go back to being like skinny. So I think it's a battle, but um, but I do think the more people do like, if they're being real with themselves, like say it's, you know, like for me, for example, when I started, like I, like I said, I just, I ran and ran and ran and ran myself to death. Um, almost, but I like, as soon as I started like putting on muscle and like building muscle and like eating better, um, lifting more weights, doing cool gymnastics things in the gym, like I thought that was so cool. And it was like, okay, I, like, I want this, like, I want more of this. Um, like once you see yourself do something, it's like, okay, what else can I do now? So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Was it, what was like the kind of the breaking point or the point in time where you're like, I'm happy in my own skin? Like to achieve what I want to achieve, I kind of have to look like this or like, yeah. this is just the result of my hard work to earn these. Yeah. For me, it was 2016. So into 2015, I um, quit my job. think like, you know, with his full support, um, at a full-time job, quit that and did the open that year with no intentions to even like qualify for that's back when regionals was a mm-hmm. thing qualified for regionals. Um, I remember doing the first workout, didn't even record it. Um, and then, did very well and actually um Colin's wife Lindsay um you know she always kept us she always knew what was going on and was like hey we need to do this she was like we need to go back in the gym on Sunday you need to do this workout again we're going to video it because you have a, a great score and um so ended up qualifying like was a, it was a shock to me um for regionals that year and then just loved it and so mm-hmm. I wanted to like compete more um, but I would say around then I saw success as far as like that went. I had torn my Achilles like the year, a year and a half ago before that. So I'd kind of been working back up to like with strength and everything. So, um, so yeah, I would say, I would say it was probably, probably then, um, just to be able to like see what I could do, um, as far as that aspect, I started coaching then. Mm-hmm. And then I think too, for that, like it was super empowering to be able to help. I was so new at coaching, um, but they gave me a chance there at Electric City to start um, coaching very small, um, like our very like our smallest class, and kind of work my way up from there. And that was like super fulfilling too. So it was like, hey, this is what I what I want to do. So, hey guys, we're gonna take a break to thank our sponsors for today's episode. We're gonna start off with CrossFit Greer. If you're living in the Greer area and are interested in getting started in CrossFit. Go ahead and look up CrossFit Greer. Jen and Reagan Green are the owners there. If you mention the Apogee podcast to them, they will give you 10% off your first month's membership fees. I would also like to thank Blitz Belts and Chris Kane for their continued support of the show. So be sure to use their 15% off coupon code at checkout. That's Apogee, all caps. That gets you, the listener, 15% off at checkout at Blitz Belts on your custom order. I want to thank Goat Tape for being our new sponsor. Goat Tape has committed its brand to providing the best in athletic tape. They are the standard for CrossFit tape, scary sticky. Now they are providing the best in KT tape. So at checkout, 
be sure to get your 25% off your wholesale purchase. Use the coupon code Apogee at checkout. Finally, if you guys would like to become an invested friend of the show and are interested in supporting the show directly, go to anchor.fm slash Apogee Podcast and click on the support tab. We love bringing you guys awesome content each week, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast, drop a review, and let us know how we're doing. So, Dan, as she started to progress in CrossFit, did you feel like you were falling behind? <laughs> no. no, I mean, it was obvious yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. When we first went through, um, what was it called? On board, oh, on foundations. foundations. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, do y'all remember P ninety X? Oh yeah. yeah. Dude. So I'd done P ninety X forever, yes. so I could do I could do pull ups, right? Yeah. And um, I remember the first pull up workout. She couldn't do a pull up, and she was so mad. And so <laughs> like, I could beat I her. Cried. Like, I cried. She pissed. And so I could beat her early on because she just couldn't do a pull up, or she just couldn't whatever. But I don't remember a point in time when she passed me because it was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, you know who you are, and I mean, yeah. you know who you know. I'm comfortable with my skin and where I'm at in life, and I, it, hey, you know what? I've had as much, I've had more fun watching her and being the husband and supporting her and traveling. I mean, it's benefited me. I oh, mean, I've yeah. met cool people. We've traveled the world. I mean, there's been doors open for me just tagging along, and so you, you know, I think anytime your spouse is getting the light, you, if you're not happy for her, uh, you know, it's it's easy to be jealous for of anyone. But she deserves everything she gets, so it's been it's been cool to watch. Yeah, and, and let me ask on that because some other couples have talked about it as well. Like the time and sacrifice that that goes in to want to be at the level that you want to be at. Like, how did you handle that? Was it kind of like at first you're like, "Wow, this is this is pretty serious," and X amount of time is away, or at from first, the bat? yeah, I mean, when she made regionals, I just like. I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how big CrossFit was at that point. I didn't. I mean, we'd watch the games, but like, I didn't really know. And I can remember specifically one time I I was mad about some things, and it was just my heart being in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, like, like you kind of understand, like this is her gifting. This is what like she's doing what the Lord designed her to do. Mm-hmm. And how can you be mad at someone for that? And so. There was that one time, but beyond that, like I get it, like it's it's again, it's been fun to watch, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's cool, it's cool to have a famous wife. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen, we've been in other states and people, like, and then they're like, "Who is this guy?" But it's you know, it doesn't. That honestly does not bother me anymore. And and when it did bother me, it was I don't think I understood it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but and what a lot of people probably don't know, and. and a lot of people do know, honestly. It it is hard work. Mm-hmm. Like she's working, right? She's putting the work in. It's not like she's famous for being a TikToker for doing nothing, right? You know, like she's yeah. working hard at this. So, um, no, I've I'm. It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. going off of that real quick. I'm. I want to come back to it, but side note: when we were at Wadapalooza, we met like a lot of quote unquote influencers. There's like a lot of Instagram and TikTok people there. And just talking to them, like, you know how we're all like, man, it must be nice to have, you know, 800,000 mm-hmm. followers. That has got to be like, the, they are the most stressed out people I have ever met. It's constant entertainment. It is unbelievable. It is <laughs> to be around them. Yeah. yeah they but feel like, like they always have to up it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're always trying to think of like the next thing. Like you might be in conversation with them and they're like, oh, that might be a cool, you know. Right. Like, well, that's why they've transitioned to like, not calling them influencers, but creators. Yeah. Creators. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 
So, but like I'm saying, man, they are the most, they have such high anxiety beyond oh, life. Too much. I couldn't do it. I could not do that. I was like, all right, I don't want to be a famous Instagram person ever. You know, it's right. a lot of pressure. Yeah. A lot of unwanted pressure. Yeah. Um, All right, cool. So let's talk about, did you go to Iceland with uh, Allison? Oh, yeah. Um, A lot of fun. It. I don't know if any, probably nobody's going to know this, but the Iceland used to have Wow Air and... It was so cheap to fly to Iceland, and we had a little entourage come with us, and I was going to book our entourage flights. I mean, they were going to pay for their flights, but I was flying to Boston for work, and I'm getting on the plane, and I look up. And I, you didn't even ask this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And I look at, you know, the news is on at the airport. It's like, wow, air goes out of business. And it was like going to be 400 bucks to fly to Iceland, so cheap. By the time I got to or got to Boston, they were out of, out of you know, they were under. Wow Air was under. They are out of business. And all the other airlines, like, tripled their prices. Oh, no. Because they were like, hey, these people are, are screwed. They got to buy somewhere. Right. But, yeah, it, it was, man, it was a lot of fun. It was cool. That's awesome. So did you guys, when you guys were there, did you just spend the time there for the competition? Did you guys stay a little bit and So, unfortunately, he, he had to leave with everybody else. Like, Steven went with us. Like, it was like a group, like Madeline, if you, I know you don't know Madeline. Sure, yeah. um, like a group, who else? Like, Taylor. There was a, a group of Emily us. Emily Allen. So, I had to fly through Germany and had a 12-hour 12 12 layover in Munich. Wow. Um, so, I got to, I probably saw more of Germany than I did Iceland. So. Yeah. But I went the day before. So, I flew direct, or I flew from Atlanta to Boston, Boston over to Iceland, like on an overnight flight. Got there first thing in the morning. So, I'm all by myself. Um, and Iceland, I mean, it's beautiful. You can't even put into words just how, how beautiful it is. Um, and the people that were at the competition were amazing. However, the people just out and about town, I would say, were not super nice, um, especially with a, a girl who does not speak any of their language, just only speaks English and probably just assumes that they speak English, too. So I had the hardest time getting around. Like it was, it was definitely not ideal for like the day before a competition start, a three day competition starts. Um, so I was there carrying around all my suitcases, trying to find my Airbnb. Ended up having to take a shuttle from the airport to the house. I didn't know that I was gonna have to take. Then I'm trying to find this mountain that we're supposed to run up on Friday, and like I have to take a bus to get there. Nobody was can tell me. Then I go to like a pool. They have like hot spring pools. So I go to a pool. Um, and it's just people were people weren't super helpful um, as far as that. And then unfortunately, they all had to leave just because the weirdness of their flights. They had to leave on Sunday, so they were really only there. For- we got there like Saturday at like twelve thirty a.m. and left the, the Sunday at like eleven thirty p.m. Ooh. Oh man, yeah. yeah, it was bad. It was tough. So I on Sunday I was by myself competing, and then uh, when I was done, I didn't come home. I didn't come back till Tuesday. So I had all day Monday to go and some of Tuesday to go explore. So I rented a car and then just drove. I mean, Iceland's small, so I drove halfway across the country in that day and got to see some cool stuff. But it did suck that I was by myself. Like mm-hmm. I was, like, it was like it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I took a lot of videos and pictures and obviously showed him and posted them online. But it was like it would have been cool to like have like him to like experience that with. Um, and I wish I would have gotten to stay there a little bit longer. Um, Back of the way our coaching was set up, like with Colin, it was like if one of us left, you're literally leaving the other one there to coach 90% of the classes by themselves. And so I felt like, hey, I got to get back as soon as I can. Um, so I would like, you know, raced home when looking back, it would have been cool to like even have just a couple more days um, just to get to, to hang out there. That was truly an amazing experience. Like it was awesome. So that's how I kind of felt in 
obviously not as cool as Iceland, but Miami. Just having Casey there. Yeah. Because we went to Montreal as like just four of us. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was so. And that was a terrible experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you're, like your person isn't there, you're like, well, this is cool, but could be better. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's interesting. So now that we uh, have this new CrossFit season and we no longer have like these you know, what was it like 23 sanctional events that you could yeah. go to? Oh, yeah. I mean, which six semis? Yeah. Seven? Something, something like that. Um, and no, I think there's 10 total dispersed among the different continents. So like what four here in, <clears throat> in North America, whatever. Sounds right. I, they change it. I feel like every year. So I don't, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I, I could throw whatever there's 10. I know there's 10. I'm pretty sure. But that was like kind of a unique opportunity that year yeah. with all those sanctionals where athletes could like travel. And do you think that like it was worth the squeeze? Because it's so expensive to get over there. You're competing. You you're competing for one spot, but it's still kind of cool that you have all these opportunities to travel around. Which do you like better, like the way it is right now, or did you like that sanctional? I honestly like the way it was, just because it gave people like me who you know I'm not like you know, going to the games or anything, but I, I still was, you know, a competitive athlete. Like it gave me the chance to get to go do some cool, big competitions. Um, also the way it worked out was you could qualify through the open. Um, and then if you'd already won a sanctional, it kept getting passed down. Right. So I remember even going to Iceland and it, I mean, it surprised me that my name was even thrown in on it, but it was like, I was like the wild card that they had picked to like even go to the games because they were like, hey, all these girls, like when I went to Iceland, it was a bunch of national champions from Europe. So they already had their way into the games. Right. And then you also had a couple of people who'd already had their spot spoken for. So then there's like me and like five others that they're like, hey, one of these people, um, you know, is going to go to the games. And I remember even like being a wild card and thinking. Morning Chalk Up like wrote like a top five. Right, wasn't it then? For wild think, cards yeah. or whatever. And like I said, total shock to me that my name was on there, but it just shows that it can get passed down. So like, you know, I think the girl who got to go to the games that year, um, I can't remember who it was now, like she didn't win or anything. Like mm-hmm. those people had already clinched their spots. Right. Well, because like that was the year that Matt Frazier had won it through the open, but then he went to like Dubai and like somewhere else. So whoever it, like it said, yeah. it kind of waterfall to <laughs> so who take second or third right. ended up going that year. Yep. And same with Mayhem. I remember I had a good first day at Mayhem um, because it was like a hardcore trail run that had two scores to it. So I came out that first day in like third, I think, third or fourth. But it was like Tia Toomey, Christy Aramo, Daniel Brandon, me. So it was like, oh, like cause I remember them even saying Allison's in our game spot, you know, and that quickly changed on day two and then definitely changed on day three when um, I had a pretty tough last day there. But it was like you could still find your way in. And it was just cool, like – it made the open a lot more. Like now I thought like the open, it's great for affiliates. I love that it's only three weeks now. Um, but it, less it's, meaning. Yeah, it's like, I mean, why would you crush yourself for the open when you know that you know quarterfinals right. is probably going to be your next thing? But I remember the 2020 open that we did in the fall. I like sold my soul for that open because I had like four or five sanctionals that you could qualify out of out of the open. So it made it a lot you know a lot cooler um that year to yeah to I, really i feel like you can look at it two different ways too right but i, I feel like almost doing the, the way they have it now where with quarterfinals and then that qualifies you to semifinals it almost it almost makes it a little bit more professional i feel like right so the open is for the general public everybody still has to do it 
But if you're at a certain level, you're definitely going to quarterfinals. So like, it almost like it almost is like a separator. Like, okay, here's the recreational exercisers like myself, and here are the people who are a little bit more competitive. And I, I kind of actually like it a little bit better that way because for the longest time there, I was like, why does Matt Fraser have to do the open every single like? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? Why are we trying to crush ourselves when we 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 want to see these people be professionals? Why should they get worked up about the very beginning every single year? You know. Well, well, now with the semis, you get to pick. I think your top three, and then you get placed based on availability or placements and who signed up for what. Mm-hmm. So you still get an opportunity to pick, but I think it's within your continent. So like if she was qualified for semi and there's one in Iceland, she couldn't be like, well, Iceland's number one. Right. They're going to take all the people from Europe there. Right. right? So yeah. that's the only downfall. Was it like I think. the top 10% from each basically continent or region. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't be opposed to just going back to Iceland just for fun. That would be something that'd be cool so yeah that's cool yeah that's an experience you'll remember forever yeah all right so i have to ask you the tough question so um you you get pregnant which is amazing right the best thing that's ever Mm -hmm. happened to you you go through everything that you go through with pregnancy as far as um well being pregnant for nine months having the baby and then regathering your body and kind of finding your body again um, I know my wife went through that. Pretty much every friend of mine who's been pregnant has gone through that. So that's that's really almost like a year process, right? Gosh, yeah. At, at yeah. least, right? At least, I mean, two years if you want to count pregnancy and just trying to somewhat kind of get back to, to the, if you're competing at a high level, get back to, you know, where you were. Yeah, so, so talk about that. I, I want to hear about, um, first of all, the pregnancy was it a great pregnancy? Did you feel good throughout the whole time? Yeah, honestly, pregnancy was was great. I would say, you know, just the typical, you know, first trimester. You know, I and honestly, too, I think a lot of it was my body fat percentage was so low that all I wanted to eat was hamburgers, French fries, pizza. <laughs> like it was so out of my element. We went oh, to yeah. Jamaica this trip that we'd already had planned, and I remember I felt so sick. I mean, I was probably like what eight, nine weeks pregnant. Felt sick and like all I wanted to do was just lay in bed and eat French fries, which I know sounds amazing, but that's just I love that. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, that's not, sign me up. I know, but that's not my normal way of going about life. Um, like no vegetables. I just wanted fat, 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 and carbs. Um, so I would say I didn't feel great. But I remember Thanksgiving morning. I was probably entering that second trimester. I got up that morning with every intent to go for a walk. Ended up running like four miles and felt great. And I was like, I don't know what this is. So after that, I felt good. Um, I had a lot of symptoms like pressure, weird pressure things with all gymnastics. So I remember even trying to kick up to a handstand pretty early on without a wall. I was still doing handstand push-ups for a little while, but handstand like walking was out after even a crash. I mean, like I said, I was probably eight, seven, eight weeks pregnant at that crash competition. We had to do a lot of handstand walking after like some ski erg. And I, like your core just goes automatically. Mm -hmm. So it was like something just didn't feel right their toe to bar pull-ups bar muscle ups were out just because i was never super efficient with things like that anyways um obviously legless rope climbs i wasn't great in them to start with so it was like no i weigh more i can't get up that rope <laughs> so a lot of my gymnastics went out from the start weightlifting though wise i tried to be careful um because you know this the stigma behind you know you shouldn't be lifting a certain amount but i felt very strong like 
I know this probably sounds discouraging to, um, to some people, but like I honestly felt stronger at probably eight months pregnant. Like let's say the open last year, then I probably feel now um, wow. just being seven months postpartum. Um, just I felt very strong and just trying to get that back now has been very tough, but pregnancy was great. Um, so I gave you a really long answer for that. But what did you, what do you attribute that strength at eight months to anything? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, I literally, I tried to cut myself off. I remember even in the open, we had that complex for that. What was it? Um, point four, six, point four. yeah, whatever that workout was. Um, and I don't even remember what the movements were, how, what the reps were, but I said like deadlift clean front. No. Hey, squat clean, maybe uh, yeah. hang clean. I uh, whatever, and then overhead something over it, jerk, I guess. And I told myself, "Hey, you have no business going over one sixty five in this." I just did one sixty five and was like, "All right, I'm good." Like, and now, I mean, I could get that weight for sure, but I, it's just, I'm, I don't feel as strong now as what I felt when I was pregnant. So, and I'm getting back there for mm-hmm. sure. Like, I'm, I'm working on that, but it's just, it's. I would say for me, the postpartum has been way harder than I like thought it was going to be. So, um, still trying to like set a good example and be a role model to show women that, Hey, whatever you did pre baby, like pre getting pregnant, you can do after. And I know that eventually one day I will be, and he's, he's been like so great. Daniel's been so great as far as encouraging me in that, because probably twice a week I come home or we're just sitting around at night talking and I'm like, Hey, I just don't think I have it anymore. Like, I'm just not there. I mean, Wadapalooza, I'll be honest, it was an amazing experience, but personally, I just felt very discouraged just kind of where I was at. And, um, and he's like, Hey, that's how you feel now. You're seven months postpartum. Like, mm-hmm. let's give it, you know, this is not how you're going to maybe feel next year. Like, don't quit saying you're done now when, you know, you know, next year could be different. Um, or you never know. So I do feel better, like month to month, I, I feel better. But it's it's definitely been way tougher than I like thought it was going to be. So, but so, it says a lot too. I mean, seven months and you guys qualified for elite Wadapalooza. I mean, right. So I'm I'm trying to give myself grace, and I'll be honest. Even at Wadapalooza, like I got to meet Annie Thor's daughter, and I usually don't get like super starstruck with with these people, and uh, most of them I've actually gotten to compete against. So I try not to be like that, but. It was amazing meeting her and I got to um, just kind of tell her like, hey, like you've been an inspiration to me. And um, at the time I was six months postpartum. So I was like, hey, like I'm six months postpartum. So seeing you do everything at the games, you know, even if I never make the games, that's totally fine. I just want to get back to where I where I was. Mm-hmm. And you've inspired me that I that I can do that. And she looked at me and she was like hey, like, this is awesome. Like, I would have never been able to come compete at this elite competition like you're doing six months postpartum, even though she – she definitely could have, um, but you know, it just, it felt good to like hear that coming from somebody like her, but qualifying for that, like Amy and Lindsay, um, Amy Fritt and Lindsay Lane were my partners for that. And I remember Amy asking me, I was probably a month or two months postpartum when they were like, Hey, do you want to do this? And I remember like Daniel was all on board. Cause I was like, well, first of all, I got to go to Miami if we make it. And I can't just leave my husband with my six month old. And he was like, Hey, no, we're going to make this happen. Like we're going to, you're going to do like, you should do this if you want to. And they like, it meant so much to me that they would ask me to, to like, at least have enough trust in me and know that, Hey, Allison is probably not 2019, 2020 Allison, but we still love her enough and believe in her enough to like, let her be on our team. Um, cause they are definitely probably at a different level than I was. 
during that time. So, so well, yeah. since it's done, how do you think that all went? Oh, um, it was, I mean, it was, since we're there. <laughs> I know. it was an amazing experience. Like I said, getting to compete with Amy and Lindsay, Amy and Lindsay already have like a special bond, like watching them work out together and push each other and, um, compete against each other, but also just be the biggest support for each other. Like it's always been very inspiring to me. Um, but so getting to go and be a part of that with them was amazing. We had a, a great crew go. We had an amazing team name. I mean, we were Neon Minaj. That um, no one could pronounce. I know. <laughs> Daniel kept calling me calling us the Neon Ninjas too, and I thought that was just him, <laughs> but literally it was Neon Ninjas. But no, we were Neon Minaj, um, and we just were like, hey, we're going to wear bright colors. We're going to have fun out there. We're going to give hugs no matter if it goes our way or doesn't go our way. Um, and the people who went with us were amazing. So it, it was it was awesome. Um, Andy was there too, you know, Lindsay's Mm -hmm. fiance, Andy, who he was, he was our coach. Um, he helped get us ready for it. He was there as our support system there, uh, behind the scenes, um, and the warmup area and everything. So it was, it was great. Um, I think we all kind of went into it with like, maybe like slight little injuries or like for me, I was just having some mental, like just kind of from where I was at right now. Um, so that was, that was tough. Um, so I would think performance wise, looking back, I'm sure there are things we wish could have been better. Um, but we had a blast though. It was great. We had a fun crew go great support. Um, for me, it was just, there were some moments, um, couple of the workouts that it was like, my body was just like failing me that I felt like in, um, it was like, I know I can do these things. Why under intensity? Why am I failing handstand pushups? Like I literally, in that workout, I failed overhead squats, um, at, you know, 145, which, you know, isn't a lightweight under fatigue, but for me, that's a weight that I would be fine with. Um, so it was just, it was very frustrating for me personally to feel like I'm like letting my team down and just to feel like my body wasn't doing what I like remembered it doing back in 2019, um, when I was, you know, as an elite competitor. So that was, that was tough, but, but it was a lot of fun. And we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but you kind of all had your own things coming into Wadapalooza. And then, you know, we talked about the second workout. There was some questionable, the worm, the questionable call. So how like in terms of you're already battling things and then something like that gets thrown at you yeah, and then you get a less consistent judge than some of the other people. Like how do you guys mentally afterwards regroup and you know, how did you all handle that as a team? Yeah, that was, that was tough. I think, a lot of it happens so fast too. Cause it's like, I mean, you're getting no rep, but it's so loud out there. You're kind of just standing around kind of like what is going on right now. Um, so, I mean, we were pretty like laid back about it is what we probably looked out there, but at the same time we were frustrated, <laughs> especially cause it was everything had to be synchro. Like you're, when you're doing the worm, your, your squat to your press for your thrusters has to be synchro. Your chest bar pull-ups had to, had to be synchro. And it felt like, you know, we were, if we were off maybe by just a little bit, um, but we were, you know, we were getting no reps, but our judge couldn't even communicate with us really like why we were getting no rep, like who was, who was the issue here? Um, so that was, it was frustrating, but it all happened so fast that we were kind of just like, it was like whiplash almost mm-hmm. like it just kind of just happened or whatever. But Honestly, for, I think for me, for Amy, for Lindsay, like we're not like super like hot headed people. Um, we knew we were there to like just have fun, enjoy the experience. Um, so, I mean, it happens. Um, so we just kind of like, just let it roll off. There was probably something for every workout. We were kind of like, after the workout, we were like, 
huh, like that didn't make sense. <laughs> um, but it was an amazing, it was, it was so much fun. And there's literally, I mean, if you could pick two girls from this area, um, you know, to go do that with in Miami, it would like those two were, were awesome. So it was crazy. I was watching that event and you guys were on the end. Oh gosh. So, right. Well, you can't yeah. miss them because of the neon. <laughs> right, right. Well, that workout, we wore all black. We were like, we're coming in for death tonight. <laughs> But it, it was backfired like, on us. Y'all were y'all were on the the end, so there's people to your left, but nobody to your right. Correct? Right. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just like that judge. I was like, is she moving lanes like going farther down? Because she just kept pointing like, you got to be in this lane. I'm like, how is like yes this happening? How <laughs> she is, literally? I swear kept, she's moving. You're not moving. <laughs> she kept making us like pick up our worm <laughs> yeah. and move it. Yeah. We it wasn't time to move it. We hadn't you know, we hadn't gotten to the next round yet. And so it was, it was frustrating. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but it all happened so fast. Like I was telling Zach before, I remember at one point it was in the first round, like being on the ground and the worms on top of me. And I, <laughs> like, I have no idea how I got there. Like it just happened so fast. Like what so, in the world? <laughs> I know. So, so all that to say on that last workout, um, you know, Lindsay had, had an injury and, and she's like, she's working hard to get that better now, but it was, I mean, she could barely lift her hand after those overhead squats. So it was best for her to, you know, tap out on that last day. And we'd asked if we could have like a alternate come in or somebody come in. I think Carrie was going to come in and, um, you know, help us, um, on that worm in the last workout. And it was like ring muscle ups into the worm, but that's why we did the ring muscle ups. Amy and I did, and then we were like, "We're we're calling." We told our judge, "We're like, we're not. We could we couldn't even do the worm with three people, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we're not going to do it with two um, and get and risk getting injured or anything." So, um, so that's why we did that workout and just had a fun. We danced out there, had fun. And then we were we were done after our muscle. Was the judge aware before you started that event? She that you was, were gonna... but we went out there and like the judges had no idea what was going on. I don't blame them. Everything kept changing so fast mm-hmm. that night. I think the guys had to do fifty ring muscle ups. We had fifty five and okay. then thirty warm cleaning. Okay, jerks. so the girls had forty. So we get out there and our judge is like, okay, you have 50 ring muscle ups, which honestly wouldn't have been the end of the world for me and Amy to do fifty since we weren't doing the worm. Might as well do more muscle ups, but. I didn't want to be that team that was still out there doing muscle-ups when everybody else was, you know, right. on the worm. So I told the judge, I was like, hey, I think we have 40. Like, you may want to confirm, but I think we have 40. So we're doing our muscle-ups, and I was, like, about to finish 30. And our judge, I mean, I think I did five or six. She had her hand in the air. So I went, and I thought maybe we really were on 40 and not on 30. So we get done. She calls. She's like, okay, y'all are done. So I even turned around to like the people that were with us, like Carrie, Sydney, Michelle, Jess was there um, and did like a toe touch, like, <laughs> because <laughs> I thought we were done. I'm not, you know, we were just having fun. Um, we, I run back to Amy. And we're like, yay, that was Waterpalooza. We're done. Um, run back to Amy because Lindsay was out there too. So Amy and Lindsay and Amy was like, should we tell our judge we only did 30 ring muscle ups? And mm-hmm. so they were going to let us go at 30. So we were like, no. So we told her. So we had to go back out there and do 10 more. But um, but it was fine, though. But See, I would not have done that toe touch if I would have known that we had 10 more to go. Um, but, but the they, judge didn't know you had 10 more. The judge didn't. We told her. Wow. We said. So that that's integrity. a problem, though. I know. Yeah. Exactly. It was just. But I don't blame that. I think it. And yeah. talking to Tiff from, from Crash, yep. she, she was she awesome. She was a volunteer there. And yep. judged the elite teams. And she said that, I mean, they were getting told things right before we went out there. Right. So. Well, it was the same thing with the briefings. And like, I'm not trying to bash Wapos. I had a great time down there. I would, 
I would go oh, back. Yeah. It's amazing. Right? Yeah. But with some of the athlete briefings, they would sit us down and be like, you qualified, you should know what this looks like. You should probably say it just because yeah. the videos that we submitted in there might not have shown deficiencies in certain movements. And like you get into workouts and people aren't standing all the way up and overhead squats, which number one, no rep that you'll get. So it's like, we just want to see consistency. And especially for y'all, there's like we said, there's 25 K on the line, right? Right. Yeah. You want some sort of consistency. If the team in third place only had to do 30 muscle ups. Right. I'm not saying they wouldn't because CrossFit's big on the integrity right. thing. You're going to dine out. Sure, yeah. But if they're in line to compete for 25K and their judge goes, yeah, you're done. Right. You're just In going. the heat of it, you're just moving on. For sure. And yeah. now what happens? Do you get penalized at the end when we're like, well, we actually only did 30 right. if someone else catches it? Yeah. So now yeah. it creates this whole big thing. It's the same thing that happened with Kara uh, Webb a couple years ago at the games. Her judge was like, yeah, you're done. When she still had like eight reps left. Right. And you just, I mean. And it's not her and, fault because right. in the middle of it, you're not thinking. When like, you're competing, you don't know. And honestly, that's how I said, like when our judge had her hand up, I mean, Amy's so good at muscle ups. You might've been at 40. I thought we just worked. <laughs> so I was like, wow, we're done. And we, with me and Amy, two people doing the work, mm-hmm. beat all these teams that had three in our, in our heat. Turns out we we just did thirty. So, but like I said, we we had plenty of time till the cap because right. we weren't doing our worm clean and jerk. So we just went back out there and finished them. So it was a good way to finish off our weekend at Waterpalooza. It so. was it was an interesting weekend for sure. It for was a yes. lot of people the most interesting. Yes, weekend. but it was so much fun. It like was. we we had a blast, and like I said, they were those girls getting to go do that with them was amazing, and the people we got to stay with, mm. um, everybody was was awesome. So, uh, so Dan being at home with Jax watching this on TV, talk about that. I mean. I had a great time. Um, <laughs> Did you yell at the TV at all? I mean, no, not. I mean, <laughs> you know, I honestly, I probably watched more of your live stream or Carrie's live stream uh-huh. because, you know, when you're watching on YouTube, they just move around a lot. Right, right. But um, as far as just being, a, I mean, you know, man, you're hanging out with a little boy, you're a little yeah. dude, and so having a kid that young, you get up at seven and then you do your thing. You know, you you feed him. A, it's very routine, right? It's right. a method every day. It's the same every day. I did forget that. You know, because I put him in, to bed at night, <clears throat> and I'd be bored. You know, I'm like, I, I can't wait till he wakes back up to play. Well, let me watch this movie, and I'd watch movies till one a.m. Jax is still getting up at seven, though. Yeah, that's a mistake. So I, you know, <laughs> at seven o'clock, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was fun. We we went on walks, and but we definitely put the TV on, and I made sure he watched, and which was really neat. So I got a really cool picture of him watching. He's got his hand in the air. But I had a little bit of FOMO because I've, I've been twice already yeah. to, to Wadapalooza. And, and I was texting, uh, actually, Colin's wife because she was trying to, like, we should just go surprise him. I'm like, I was seven months. And they have a kid, so they know how difficult that would be. Right. And um, I was like, not this year. But uh, that was cool, man. I, I had a good time at home. That's it was great. Hanging out with him, me and him. And so it makes you appreciate the mom, though. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I knew, like, hey, next Monday, I'm going back to work. You know, Allison does this every day. And then it snowed. So she came home a day later, which is fun. Um, yeah. But, uh, no, nah, it was cool. It. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, let's not <laughs> did, y'all, did, did y'all drive home, too? Uh, Zach drove home. I drove the whole way. <laughs> I slept. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're driving back with fun people, it's it actually, like, our my car ride home was was fine. I mean, it was great. I just hated getting home almost 24 hours let's, later. Let's than... discuss the fun people in ours, yeah, okay? Right. So I had Casey in the front seat. I had David behind Casey. <laughs> I saw pictures. Jackson, or, uh, 
Yeah, I was Dave, behind you. David was behind me. Jackson was behind Casey, and then Zach Strell's in the very back. We're in the car for no more than an hour, and I look over. Casey's like mouth open, fire breathing, and then I look back, and everyone else is falling <laughs> oh, into. And no. I was like, "Cool." Yeah. I was like, "I'll enjoy this trip by myself." Yeah. And then the only time someone woke up was like, "I gotta go to the bathroom." I'll tell you what. So <laughs> I had a great time at Wadapalooza <laughs> and not working out. And that last night, there was like this after party. And right before we went out, we got the notification that our plane had been delayed because we were supposed to fly out at 930. That night? That next morning. morning. Next, next morning. morning. Okay, okay. But it got delayed to 1230. So when I saw that, I was like, all party right, harder. here comes party, good for here it, comes party Dave. <laughs> My, that's what my wife calls it. She says, don't let Party Dave out of the box. You know, like sometimes it just Party Dave was a big part of Dave's life. You're back like Frank in the, the Tank. That's right. That's right. And sometimes like you can. He didn't go streaking. You, you can contain it for only so long. But, but once, why there? Once don't, it, uh, don't hold it back. Right, there, right, Exactly. But once you once the beat starts going and you get that notification, you don't have to be at the airport. Till eleven thirty to check mm. in for your flight. Mm-hmm. It's go Party time. Dave. Party Dave came out. I'm sad I missed this. So, it was fun. There was yeah. a lot of people there. Yeah. And uh, not at oh, first. <laughs> oh, and then and then Mark Hutchinson walks in and it was all over. It was tequila and party time, but it it was fun. <laughs> but then the drive home was. You was, paid for it. I was I, fine. Are you feeling miserable. it? Miserable. We made that drive come back from our honeymoon because long story, but we had it plane take off and we had an emergency landing scary stuff so we were like we're gonna drive the rest of the way yeah. yeah and that was rough because it was just like through the night but her group like i was jealous of their ride home it was a fun group yeah and so that was like man i think i might be more jealous of the ride home than actually being down there but yeah, yeah the ride home was great well like so. i'm one of those people i don't mind driving the whole way it could be a 20-hour trip i can drive like straight through the moment i get in the passenger seat it's over. I can't go back to the driver's side and be locked in. Yeah. Like if I'm locked in, it's from the start. So I was like, you know what? I'll take, I'll drive the whole way. Yeah. So normally I'm in your seat. I love to drive. So I would rather be driving. But you were in no shape to drive. No, yeah. That's <laughs> a, and I don't want people to get, take this out of perspective. I'm not a guy who goes out and parties all the time or anything like that, but occasionally party day, party day comes even, out. Even, <laughs> even if you didn't indulge on like alcohol that night, you didn't get back to like 3 a.m. So regardless, like a yeah. four and a half hours of sleep and then oh. driving for 15 yeah. hours, nobody makes that trip. Yeah. Well, when you're with Chandler uh, and Noah, it's like it was fun, right. dude. Party day. <laughs> it oh. was fun. Um, I want to go back real quick. I mean, we don't have to dwell too much on it. But during this time of, you know, postpartum, getting your body back and stuff, how much FOMO did you have seeing some of these girls like Lindsay um, you know, who's been an up and coming athlete in the area, just for example, yeah. seeing her like continue to progress and see her just crush it at some of these events. Like she did really good at crucible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I always kind of lump a lot of the local girls kind of together because right. y'all always compete together for sure. And yeah. she ended up being at the top of that group at crucible. Yeah. Um, like how much FOMO oh, did you have? I'm glad that? you brought that up because, and this is where like, I'm still a competitor at heart. Like I mm-hmm. still like Daniel has to keep telling reminding me like, Hey, you're a competitor. Like, maybe next year, like just because you feel this way now doesn't mean that you're going to feel this way forever. Um, but honestly, I, and I've always been a supportive person. I, I love everybody. I want everybody to succeed, but I'll be honest. I always wanted myself to succeed a little bit more. Um, I mean, and I guess, That's fair. I guess it is fair. Um, 
but now that I've seen these girls, um, you know, Lindsay, Amy, um, I used to work out with Madeline some, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think, I mean, Kara, like, right. you know, girls that, you know, are that have gone and been able to do these great competitions. Like I think now more than ever, and I truly mean this, like I want them to succeed maybe even more than myself. And mm-hmm. I know that sounds like, okay, yeah, right. Um, but I've just come to learn that there's more to me than winning a competition or, um, doing very well or beating somebody or being first in the upstate in the open. Um, you know, I know this year I probably, I mean, just kind of for where I'm at right now, I don't think I I will be, and that's a hundred percent. Okay. Um, so I think for me, like, I actually, like, I love it. Like at crash, um, I know Lindsay is somebody that, that had a great performance at crash and I was competing there as well in the, in the team division. Um, but like getting to see that is awesome. Like mm-hmm. I, I hundred percent, like I'm proud that she's somebody that now I get to work out with. Right. Um, now Lindsay's doing way more than, than I'm doing. And, but in the afternoons when I come in there, I come in there a little early before class starts or I try to, I bring Jack's in there. I try to get something done. Daniel's awesome and comes and picks Jack's up and takes him home, and then I'll do class, like the class workout. Um, so I get to see Lindsay working out some in the afternoon, and, and it's phenomenal. Um, like I said, I know she's great. Amy, um, Amy's got a lot on her plate, but, you know, we all know Amy is right. super fit. So mm-hmm. those are the two that I get to see a lot. But um, like I said, Kara is somebody that I, you know, you know, I, I want to see these people succeed. Madeline, just like I said, I used to work out with her a good bit. Um, and Anderson, same thing. Like I genuinely want to, and I also think a lot of these girls are a lot younger than me. Um, I'll be mass, I'll be a master's athlete next year. And so, like I said, Daniel has to keep reminding me of this, but I sometimes am now thinking, Hey, my elite days may be over or at least elite individual. I'm loving the team thing. Um, I just want to work out with fun people, have a good time, whether it's Santa series. Like I had a great time with, with a friend of mine who's also, she has three kids, um, had fun doing that or it's going to Wadapalooza to compete um, on an elite team that's that's awesome as well like I just want to compete with fun people I've had to really learn that there's more to me than being an elite competitor so mm-hmm. it's all about the experience for me and like I said I and I have to remind other girls of this as well like people are going to forget where you place like okay so I will say in 2019 for that 220 or 2020 open I crushed myself in the open that year got to qualify for what five sanctionals out of just that just the open three of them got canceled because of COVID um which is fine but um you know I I guess because I did well that year I would say in our area I probably got first first in our in our area in the open Nobody remembers that now. Like mm-hmm. nobody's going to remember your placing, but they're going to remember you from a competition of like, hey, that girl was really cool because she said some. She said hey to me, or she talked to me, or I was really nervous and she gave me a pep talk before, or you know, I've loved seeing her fight through something in training and like, you know, work on her muscle ups, and now she's like great at them. So I got to see the the progress of that. So I think people remember that stuff way more. They remember how you they remember how you treat them um, way more than they're going to remember like, oh, she got first in the open and the upstate, or mm-hmm. you know, well, or she got fifth at Crash Cruise. You know, so. that, right. that's a really good point. And it showed at Wadapalooza, I think, and maybe you because you've had more experience with like the higher end professionals, the elites, because you yeah. were in that category with them. But even someone for like myself, like I don't get like starstruck because I feel like we're all kind of in that same realm of what we're doing. 
and being able to interact with some of these athletes that you look up to, you're like, wow, like that's really impressive. I don't know where they placed that Wadapalooza, but I'll remember some of the conversations I had because they took time out and had a genuine conversation and like, were generally interested in what you were yeah. doing. And like, that goes a long way. And like, for me, like I had no idea about Carrie Pierce and I got to talk to her at Wadapalooza. Oh, cool. I heard she's really nice. Yeah. One of the most genuine people mm-hmm. I've ever talked to. So like those moments, yeah. like for stand sure. out. And so it's yeah. a great point that you yeah. say that and, because. Yeah. And I think the people that were with us at Wadapalooza noticed that because like we would go places and like I would see somebody that I knew or I mean, a lot of times a lot of that is because I've competed against all these a lot of these girls, but even like some volunteers would people like remembered me. Um, and it was just funny because they were like, gosh, you know, everybody. And I'm like, I promise you, it's not because of my placing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just I I guess, and honestly, I think for me, and it's not because I like to say, oh, I'm nice to everybody and had all these conversations with people. I think too, like when I compete, I want people to see like, hey, that girl, she may not be like first, (laughs) um, but she's the girl that you're like, hey, she's giving it everything she's got. She's not giving up. Um, You know, she's going to keep fighting no matter what. Um, So I think people like maybe, I hope they've at least, you know, remembered me for that. Mm -hmm. So, so Definitely. 100%. 100%. That's, that's more of a legacy than a placing. Yeah, but I will say this year, um, and I am doing the Open with CrossFit Reaction. That's like where I've been able to go um, the past, gosh, it's been four, three or four months now. And I'm stoked to do the Open with like with Lindsay and Amy. And um, and then, I mean, obviously there's Carrie, if you all know Carrie McLennan. Mm-hmm. I can never pronounce Carrie's last name and we're great friends now but McClinahan um but there's like there's a group of there's a girl named Manone there y'all she's 21 years old so don't talk about up and coming she looks just like Katrin David's daughter um she's from France she moved here a little over a year ago and her progress in the past year is phenomenal but she's 21 years old she's she's the one that I'm like we got to watch her she went to she made quarterfinals last year oh, wow. um cool but she's improved so much since then but she's like her mindset is great i mean she's she's awesome so um there's just a there's a big group of girls there that i'm very excited to like do the open with hopefully quarterfinals you know we'll see but um the training environment's everything it is it makes yeah. it fun and it has i'm used to i mean when i was in anderson i had great people to work out with um and I would say most of them were guys. You know, mm-hmm. Colin was one of the main ones, and, and it was phenomenal. Um, Stephen Christofides for sure. a little while, too. Um, I mean, there was so many others. Um, but I, I've got a really good group of girls right now that I like get to work out with. And Amy's done a great job cultivating that. Amy and then I would say Andy as well. They both, like, pour a lot into that gym with programming and um, building that good community. And so, so yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it's like... It's so we've talked about this plenty of times on the podcast, but this is like a pivotal, pivotal time, not only in CrossFit as in CrossFit Inc., how everything's pivoting with ownership and all that, but also with athletes, right? Like a lot of the athletes that we grew up watching grew up, phasing out. grew up. I mean, we were adults when we started watching them, but you know, you're kind of linked into that like mid 2000s, 2015, 2014, 2016 era. And it's just kind of funny how. You know, it's great to see how these athletes, they continue to do CrossFit and continue to compete at a high level, even as they get older. I think that's one of the beautiful things about CrossFit is if you do it appropriately and correctly, you can continue to do it uh, for for, forever. Well, that's what blew my mind is 
they were talking about Matt Frazier, and he's 32 now, so he's a yeah. year older than me, but he had, like, an eight-year career in it already, and you're just like, whoa, eight years like that? Like, right. I remember when he first started. Yeah. And so now it's the next ones, like the Jacksons, the Guimaheros, and so Haley Adams. It's so funny because I was um, – me and Zach have a mutual friend, AJ Davis or Anthony Davis. A lot of people know him as. Yes. Yeah. I started. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. I started working out with him um, fairly early on when I first started CrossFit and he had just started CrossFit too. And uh, that was like back in 2013, 2014 time frame. And I, he was recently on Savon's podcast, which is a great episode. Y'all should listen to mm-hmm. it. Um, but it was funny because he was saying, you know, it's. He, AJ said something to the effect of, it's not 2014. Not anybody can make it to the games anymore, you know? And I'm like, dang, 2014. Yeah, Ooh, it's like yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, 14 years. <laughs> yeah. 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 Eight years ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely true. I mean, there's so many up-and-coming people, um, you know, that it's, it's very tough. Um, I would say, I would even say this year, if you are somebody who's made – quarterfinal or sorry semifinals in the past or if you've done high level competitions if you're making semifinals you are on another level that's like, right I, I mean I would assume the same for guys I don't really pay attention to the guys as much but for girls for sure there's just so many great athletes out there and a lot of them are you know 10 to 12 years younger than I am so yep. um but what's you know. crazy is they are that much younger than us but they've been doing it Right. Oh, for, for sure. 10, Maybe 12 years. And you're like, we started when we started. And but you're like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's funny. I was doing a Santa series, and uh, it was fun. We did we, we did really great in the first event. I think we were actually – I thought we had taken first, but we actually ended up taking second because um, there was a, a team. We did the what, – what is it? The knob. There was, oh, yeah. There was two, two – Yeah, the morning. Two yeah. divisions. Okay. We did the – Scale division. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. It's been a long day. We did the scale division, (laughs) and there was a scale team that went like with the last heat of the RX division. So they actually took that first. But we, we, uh, but we did really good on the first event. We did okay on the second event. We did kind of crappy on the third, and we did terrible on the fourth. Last one, it was terrible. But my point would look awful. It was, dude. It put me in the ground. (laughs) But like, uh, what my point is, we were doing scaled. And I'm 35, and my partner's 34, and the kids next to us are like 22 and 23. I'm like, y'all, just go up that rope, you know, right. have fun. Yeah. There you know? needs to be more master's divisions, <laughs> so we don't have to do that stuff. Yeah. I know it's so funny. I'm it's looking like, forward to masters. I'll be, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm very much. But I mean, now if you're 35, it's it's masters, but it's elite. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Think of like Jr. You know, it's I mean, crazy it's like, when you watch guys right. like yeah, Jr. and Paulo just. Oh, yeah, Paulo too. Yeah, yeah, I forgot he is. Yeah. So. Oh man. So, when are you guys going to do a local competition together? When are oh, we going to see the team we've stall? Never, yeah, we've never done. Listen, I don't know if that would be good for my health. And <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you a quick story. When we were dating, we were, we came out here to visit, and you know it's much hiller hill more hills here than where we're from originally. And she wanted to go for a run, and like I was like, okay, this would be cool. I can run with my girlfriend. I cannot keep up. And she's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I just said, you go ahead. I'm just going to lie here and die. Yeah. Um, I don't know about it. We got in a fight okay. over it. But I don't know about a team comp. I mean, he's called me Jillian Michaels before. Ooh. Back when Jillian Michaels was like <laughs> relevant and cool. I guess she was, I don't know if she was ever cool, but when she 
was on Biggest Loser. We tried to be a partner. We tried to team up for a Saturday workout at Electric City. We had just started and. I'm just much more laid back. Like, I'm not a rah-rah guy. I'm not yeah. a... Yeah. I wasn't when I was playing sports in school, but now I'm just like, I want to have fun. I'm not going to get excited. And, you know, when you're competing, you got to you gotta go, right? Right. And I just... I, I don't, maybe one yeah. day. One day we should. We should we you should. should just, yeah. just for the fun of it. Yeah. You know, one of these local... Couples therapy. <laughs> I think the last local was maybe Clemson... Like, I was drinking beer during the workouts, so it shows you how. Yeah, well, there you go. You're right. I'd, see, dude, I'm, I'm okay at working out. Yeah. I'm really good at partying. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it, though, is Daniel doesn't even drink. I like, don't even drink He beer. literally doesn't even drink that much. Like, so once a year. Yeah. Our friends own Electric City Brewing Company. They were just sure. there, and I think, didn't he just hand you a beer? The best beer in town. Yeah. <laughs> he just, like, handed them a beer. So I, like, look over, and I'm like, I was caught in mouth, and I was like, I just need something to drink. And That's he hands right. me a beer, and I'm just like, oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I can't deny it. There's not much more rewarding after a workout if you know that's your last one to have someone just hand you a cold beer. Oh, we yeah. did it at Fitness of the Upstate and I was like, Oh, this is this is worth it. Yeah. The 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 meal. Like the meal you you know, I've, oh, I've worked so hard for this competition and I'm gonna go just destroy my gut. Yeah. That's so much that's why I can beat. Well, I, that's yeah, when when I Oh the meal. I don't know what yeah, like meal what you're gonna eat. Yeah. Yeah, like in twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen when I would do Greenville games, that's Max oh, Speed yeah. Shop would be the first place I go oh. right afterwards because you just walk right over <laughs> yep. there and just Freaking go oh, ham yeah. on some beer. I just want a margarita, burgers. margarita and tacos. That's Laura, oh, man. She's all about the a good margarita. Miami had I, the best tacos I've ever eaten in my entire life. What was that one place we went? Coyo. To? Yes. Oh, we went there. The after we were, yeah, I think it. Well, I'm probably, I think it was. That's where we went. You'll get was high like, just, you order you'll up front get high just walking in there though. <laughs> huh? You'll get high just walking. They had in one there. in Winwood. <laughs> we didn't go to the one in Winwood. We went to the one. So the one in Winwood had like a club on the other. So they okay. checked your ID walking in, and there was a club oh. through the like swinging doors. But that was oh my gosh. Okay. We went to not the one in Wynwood, but other one. I'm pretty sure that's where we went. We saw okay. But they had, I don't want to get already on that topic. Sh- they but... already shut the bar down, yep. so they had like the pre-made margaritas. But I still got one, even though Sunday we our workouts were like very short. We didn't really do anything. Sunday. No, they weren't. Yeah, for us they were. No, I'm saying like they weren't oh, much yeah. of like yeah, what, yeah, they weren't yeah like a ten minute one, and you worked for a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah. So. All right. So. We'll we'll call this the fourth quarter of yeah. the conversation. Um, parenting, yeah, is it? So I'll talk head out. About I'll, it. I'll head out now. <laughs> I mean, listen, it, there's stages. Like, yes, my friend always told me, like, you're gonna get in that stage where you don't sleep at night, and you're like, this is it. I just don't sleep anymore. Mm-hmm. But then you go through that stage, and then you, you have the next thing. But man, there's nothing better. I mean, you you know, you love your spouse, like you love your spouse, but when you something so innocent you don't think you could love like it hurts how much you love your kid mm-hmm. and um we've you know first kids so we've learned a lot here's what i know here's what i know for a fact mom knows best mm-hmm. the mom intuition the mom whatever like there's been so many things where i'm like no no, no let's do it this way and you know i do it that way you do it that way my way and then we eventually get back to the right way which is what she said all along like let's do it this way <laughs> and so yeah yeah i agree with that it's, i mean it's phenomenal you can't even put it into words honestly it's like um i mean even being away from him for 
a couple hours, like I like it's it's tough for me. Like I like he's just the best thing. He's in the car. We should probably go. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Mother-in-law or grandma has him. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. You guys are out, you guys are definitely entering the next stage with a seven-month-old. I always say zero to six months is is probably the hardest, at least for me so far. I have a f- five-year-old now, so I I only know zero to five. Mm-hmm. But zero to six months was is for both boys. The most difficult part, I think, especially as a dad, you know, when they're an infant, the mom has been carrying them for nine months already. So they already have this intimate connection that they've started building nine months ago. And dad is just like this new thing. They they don't really, you know, they can't really um, address you yet. You're doing all this work for them and you're right. getting like zero response. But then once you hit like that, Four, five, six months, you start seeing a little bit of change. They start smiling at you, you know, show you a little appreciation for changing their diaper or whatever, right? Yeah, when they start getting that, like, emotions and laughing and, and, like, they want you to, like... You know, I'm 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 a lazy person, so I'll be the first to admit. Sometimes he's on the floor playing, and I'm like, I'm just gonna sit on the couch for a minute and watch TV. And he'll turn around and look at you like, Why what are you doing? Why are you playing with me? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, man? I'll run through a wall, and play with you. I don't care. What do you want to do? <laughs> right, right. But um, yeah, I, you know, sleep for the first six months. I mean, he's not. Yeah, it's yeah. It, like I know it's like a, a thing people joke about, but it's legit. Like your mm-hmm. sleep suffers and. And he sleeps through the night now. Most like ninety nine. He's he's we sleep train him or whatever, so we put him down. He goes to sleep, but oh man, it's it's rough. It's rough, and I mean, you just lean on each other, and um, whatever you thought, like what, like we would, I would do something like, oh, this this work, I I got a hack. This works. If we do X Y Z, it's gonna work every time, and it never works again. Right. If you put him down like this and put his pass in and pat his head, he'll sleep all night, and it never works again. Yeah. You know, and so. There's always that change. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. There's so much change in that first year. And then you guys are in like that six months of bliss bliss because he is sleeping, but he's still in a crib. Right. Oh, so he can't get out of a crib. (laughs) Exactly. Now, wait until he's one or just over one and starts climbing out of that crib and you're like falling asleep. And next thing you know, you wake up and this kid is staring at you in the face. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah. how did you get out? Right. <laughs> like, what happened? We are, Dad. we are in a good stage right now because yeah. he is like he's he's got a personality now. He he knows his name. He like he laughs. He's starting to. He's not quite saying words yet or saying like mom. baby talks. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that like baby talk right, is right. just so cute. But he's not quite moving enough to where it's like. Oh my gosh! Like twenty four seven, um, attend. Like I have to watch you, and like you're gonna fall. He's or, not a crawling machine. Yeah, I mean, I would say he does fall. Um, but mostly at the gym, I'll like have him on a mat, and he'll kind of like roll off, which <laughs> is off. it's been our new thing. But he, thankfully, he has well, he has a helmet right now because of um, like a flat spot that he's had on his head that we've worked really hard to um, try to get fixed or whatever. So this this helmet's really worked, but I keep joking like. We're going to be in trouble when it comes off. The helmets also serve <laughs> yeah. like, at the gym. You know, I love bringing him to the gym with me, and it makes my workouts way harder for sure. Um, and I get very anxious. Um, I've dealt with a lot of anxiety through all this too, but like I'll get anxious like if he starts like crying or about to cry. I don't want him to disturb anybody else in there, so I get all upset. But um, but he's like he'll. I love him being in there too. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome. So. Yeah, and it's not even just me. I love like he'll look at everybody in there, just like with amazement. He's a happy baby. And you brought Lindsay up earlier, like she's one like 
for some reason, her, like, she'll be doing something, and he's always just fixated on her. So, maybe <laughs> a little crush. Yeah. Yeah. So, boys do that. Yeah. Even little boys. Oh, gosh. They do. But, trouble. But it's been really important for us to, like, surround ourselves with, like, good community and, and good friends, like, during this time and it's been it's been tough to kind of figure out what that looks like um kind of like where where, like where we live right now but um but it's been it's been great so i know y'all are friends with like you're friends with jen schultz right aren't she yes yeah um but she's like been somebody that's been super um like influential and important um to me like during this time too well, she's been like my best friend kind of through it all being a mom and think about raising your kid like i i don't have one but raising them in a gym community when there's so many people that are like willing to kind of step in or like help sure. or like that goes a long way. Yeah. That's great for the kids oh too. Gosh, yeah. I think so. I think because we know like one, some of our best friends, the Leonard's and Andrew, you know, Colin was on the yeah. podcast. Um, we watched their little girl go, grow up and we, we love her, um, Emerson. And, and, you know, we knew her growing up in the gym too. And I, I mean, that little girl is smart as a whip. She talks like an adult. And I mean, she has great parents, but a lot of it probably has to do with her being an adult growing up, you know, yeah. in the gym and, and around crashing weights and loud music. And she's just a chill little, she's cool. Well, she's not little anymore. She's in school, but yeah. maybe I'm just getting ahead of it. Cause I haven't seen this or like, th- there's no study really on it, but I think it would build like just a level of confidence in oh, individuals sure. to be so, around yeah. that. And you're just like, yeah, cool. You're like, on the I right want, path. Yeah. I want him to see strong people. I mean, men, but also women like i want him to see strong women in the gym and know that like hey, my that's mom, the norm yes for right. sure so um. i think i think you know every kid is is a, is their own individual but in my experience with Riggs, um him being around the gym his whole life since he was a baby and the various gyms we've been in um and seeing us work out or even at home or whatever there's like this I don't know if it's just him, but he has this innate sense of competition. Like when when he goes to CrossFit Kids, like they're doing Sam Simon Says or whatever, red light, green light. Like his focus, he's like, all right, when are we going to start working out? I'm ready to work out. You know, it's 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 really funny to watch. But where compared to other kids who aren't like around the gym very often or don't really know what's going on, yeah, Yeah, he knows. Yeah. But those are life skills too yeah. that are super important. Yeah. Like yeah. following direction and like having a little competitive edge too. Yeah, yeah. he's very competitive. That looks fun that um kids Oh like, yeah, crash. it's great. Yeah, it's great. Jen they Jen's helping with that too, right? Yep. She's Jen, been... Amy, um obviously yeah. JR. It's funny, I think JR is like scouting for future, <laughs> oh, future probably. athletes. Hey, it's, probably, it's pretty funny. Yeah. He gets into it. It's great to it's see. It's his farm it. team. It, it's something. <laughs> right. you, it's yeah. something you love to see, though, because I swear, we've been members there for a while now, and he gets just as into those CrossFit kids classes as he does with the adult classes, really yeah. cool. which is really cool That's to see. Cool. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Oh, yeah. It, it's fun, dude. It's a, it's definitely a journey. Each stage is fun. With especially you have a boy, and I have right. boys, and seeing them. You know, my oldest now, he's about to turn five, and the way he gravitates more towards me now, more than he did, he was a mama's boy for sure, from like two to three, four, you know, now he's, we're playing video games now. Oh, man. So I got a, we have a PlayStation 4, and all he plays is Madden and FIFA. Those are the That's two, those are his that two games. Can it is unreal that. how good he is, and so I only had one controller for the longest time. 
And so he'd be playing the computer and stuff, and he'd be, like, kicking butt. And I'm like, wow, I wonder how good he actually mm-hmm. is. So I ended up buying a second controller, oh, and we cool. play each other at night. And he's he's decently good. That's and pretty it, neat. It's fun. Like, it's just fun playing video games or sports with, like, your kid. Right, you know, yeah. it's, it's fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, you guys, you guys are obviously are gonna are, are great parents, and Thank you're just gonna continue to it's mold a, it's a that child on the straight and narrow. <laughs> Keep him away from the ladies. Oh man, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> he's already got some girlfriends. Yeah, he's got some crushes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. All right. So you guys are you're doing the open. Yep. Dan, are you gonna do the open just for funs? I, yeah, I'm taking a little break. I'm nursing a couple of little injuries, but we'll see. I mean, if the first one comes out, I, I might cherry pick and say, "Ah, oh, this one." If I like it's the first one, it's only three weeks. That's yeah. If I like the first yeah. one, I'll do the workouts. I'm yeah. going to do the workouts, yeah. but yeah, that that's where I'm at. I I'm just going to do them for fun. Let me just see what just happens. For funsies. Yeah, it's just for funsies. Yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, before the open, I have um, that factory frenzy. I think that's next week mm. with Jen Schultz. So cool. Yeah. And that's a fun one. She was I, my partner last year. And if there's anybody I could partner up with, like she's oh, she's the best. So I would. She she's, she's like you. It's like almost impossible. I I can't imagine anybody not liking her. Right. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah. She's one she that cookies. She oh has, God. You're like the third person <laughs> to say that. She does Dude, make good cookies. They are the best. Yeah. But she's another one that going back to that example of like, hey, you may not be first out there, even though Jen, I'm sure, has gotten first many times in her lifetime but like it crashed i'll never forget that finale workout it had ring muscle up. it was like bike ring muscle ups and thrusters thrusters mm-hmm. and <clears throat> she i mean she did great at that workout i think she she said she just kept doing ring muscle ups and didn't even know how, she just did more than she probably ever had but like and i know she was like the hometown girl she's in her home gym but like the way that everybody was just cheering for her like are you just everybody you can't oh, help yeah. but love her, they love her. so yeah, yeah she's she, great she's kind of a big deal yeah don't get a big head jen i'm just kidding she would never do that I know. Like, why are you yeah, talking about me yeah um, so. i'm gonna have to text her and be like i heard you make some really good cookies. yeah, oh, dude. yeah. Good. i know make you some um cool oh i did get Suckered into signing up for a crescendo intermediate. Cool, I'm Who's doing yourself? intermediate too. Oh, oh, I can't wait. We're gonna. I'm gonna shit. tell Jared to put us in the, the same heat. <laughs> I'm oh, definitely to uh, gonna be the weak link of my team. Yeah, so. it'll be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to doing a competition where I, there's space in between the events. I can't stand the when the, uh, the hour ones. The hour they're ones. They're tough, man. Oh, they're so hard for me. I can't do them. They're so I tough. Like that, the hour. <laughs> you do. I, like the, I like the hour. Yeah. yeah. Which one did I do recently that was an hour? See, I like the Wadapalooza set up. <laughs> two a day. Give, a give day. me two a day. Two one one a in the morning, one in the afternoon. Good. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it gets... Watch Get some food in between, yeah. chill. I'm, yeah, I'm, so that'll be fun. I'm looking Crash forward to it. It'll be yeah, fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, that's a fun one. I'm gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt for one of the workouts. I'll do it, if man. You do it with me. Listen, I'll do it with you. I the, I hate winter because it's hard to wear yeah. the, shirt, the Hawaiian shirt. I'll do it. I'm gonna do it for sure. Yes. I might yes. even yes. you know rip it up and we'll just oh, let it all do. hang out. <laughs> it's gonna be at the so Crash is doing a 90 day challenge, just an in house oh, challenge. Yeah. 
And so I'm doing it, and it's right at the end of that 90-day challenge, so it should be good. Be it should be good. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, Now I put it out there. You put it out there now. So. Your level of accountability is going to be through the roof. That's why I had. That's why I just said it. Now I have to do it. Laura's yeah. like, you got to follow through. Now you're out there. Now I'm there. You're not going to call me <laughs> a liar. Everybody's going to be ready for it. They're gonna be watch- now that's good for me because they're going to be watching your heat, oh, which God. I might be in. Yeah. Dang, is that Dave? <laughs> Who is that guy? All right. Well, oh. thanks guys for coming uh, yeah. on. I know you got to go get back to Jack's. I got to uh, get back to my you. kids. I got to go. Dogs. I got to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Casey's already sleeping. I'm sure. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks thank y'all so much. Yep, yeah. Thank it was good to hang really out. Really appreciate it. Yep. All right. Y'all heard it here on the Apogee Fitness Podcast. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>